This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. Lots to do inside this edition of ESPN New York Tonight. We'll talk a little bit of hockey, some basketball, and baseball as well. Let's go to work. That's the number to join our conversation here on 98.7 ESPN, along with Gordon and Jake the Snake Montgomery and Brian the Good Vibes Mongear. We're here until midnight. Then it's Freddie Fitzsimmons on 98.7 ESPN. Hi, Gordon. Hi, Gordon. You there? I'm here. You got me. I got you. We're connecting like the Rangers are connecting right now. Oh... I, I we're connecting. You know what? That pause was indicative of me sitting watching TV today and watching the weather forecast, Gordon. Yeah. That said Thursday in my area, another five to eight inches of snow. I feel like the snow is getting a little obnoxious now. I mean, we we had a good run there for a while. Now it just feels like overkill. Like we get it. All right. We got the snow. <laughs> the snow's still on the ground. Uh, enough with the snow. I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. I was I'm, done the first time. I, I, yeah, the first time, that should have been enough. Like, that was enough for, like, four snows. Absolutely. I agree. So we should have just moved on from there. But uh, no I heard spring luck. training was opening up for the baseball teams. I thought that might matter for us somehow. You know, like, maybe we'll get a little early spring. After the it, 2020 we had, how about a little niceness? How about a little good luck? And that was today. Today was your early spring. <laughs> it was like yes, it was. It was beautiful degrees. today. Gorgeous day, and that was your early spring, Gordon. And somewhere, some the all these groundhogs, whether it's Hal or Phil or whoever their names are, they're down on the, in their hole laughing at us. Yes, they're they're steering clear of De Blasio, so they didn't, didn't drop him on his head. <laughs> <laughs> well, Gordon, you said it. Uh, this was a tough one for the Rangers. I mean, to to lose the way they did, they just and listening to the players, they're lost. They they can't figure out what's going on, and that's never a good sign. That was a – look, you know me. I'm not the hockey guy. But that was a train wreck you could see coming from a mile away, right? I mean, you could just see that one coming. When it's 2-2, third period, about – I guess it was about 10 minutes into that third period, Rangers had a bunch of chances, not able to capitalize. And, and you just saw it coming, right? You saw yep. it coming in slow motion, and there was nothing you could do to stop it. No, and they go on to lose 5-2. Of course, the fifth goal was an empty nether. And meanwhile, very quietly, the Islanders, Gordon, just continue to win. Shut out Buffalo tonight, 3-love. Well, yeah, I mean, like, that's the team that we kind of expected. You know, the Islanders have not played all that consistently, I guess, is the, the right term to use. But now it seems like maybe they're starting to hit their stride a little bit and, uh, you know, becoming the team that we expect them to be after last season. And we'll keep an eye out on the Nets, who are in action tonight against Phoenix. They will tip off in a couple of minutes. No Kevin Durant with the hamstring. No Kyrie Irving with the lower back strain. So it will be James Harden, James Harden trying to keep up the uh, one of the big three working tonight and see if the Nets can get a nice road win. It's, it's always something with that team. It is. It's always something. Now, I'm not saying it's their fault, but it's like Durant's in the lineup. He's out of the lineup. You know Kyrie's going to miss some time from you know just various ailments and Ill injuries and stuff like that. It's just always something with that team. It is. It is. But uh, they, they find a way to keep winning. So we'll see what happens tonight against a very good Phoenix team that, you know, Chris Paul's got that team humming a little bit, Gordon. Absolutely. You know, they have really been over the past few years have been really down. And now it finally seems like they're starting to, you know, make their way back up again. So, uh, you know, Suns have had some good teams in the past, but uh, not recently. But finally, it seems like things are starting to pay off for them. 
So, you know, Gordon, uh, Draymond Green went on a long rant after Golden State's win against uh, Cleveland last night. And it's so funny. We'll hear from him in a couple of minutes. But it's so funny because just when you think, and whether it's talk show hosts, whether it's fans, whoever it is, just when you think that players control things, like, oh, look what James Harden did. Oh, my God. Look at, oh, he's trying to get out of Houston. Oh, this is terrible. Oh, look at, look, look at the Sean Watson. They, they, they told him a couple of lies, and now he wants to get up and leave. Oh, what this is terrible. You find out that in sports, the team owner runs things. And if you are maybe a upper-tier player, like a LeBron James, like a James Harden, and you're able to maneuver some things, then, you know, people look at you like, oh, here we go. The players are running things. And he, he gave the example of, obviously, two guys who are about to be traded, which is the business of sports, right? It is uh, Drummond, uh, who, <laughs> was on the, who was on the bench, told to get off the bench, go back and get in street clothes and come back and sit out. You're not playing. And, obviously, Blake Griffin. And the bottom line is that they, both teams want these guys traded. And they feel like if we play them, they're going to get injured. So we're not going to play them. Just just sit. And from Draymond Green's perspective, it's like, see, now if it was the player that wanted to leave or asked to be traded, everybody would be up in arms. Oh, here we go. But now because the team wants to move them, nobody says a word. Well, you know what? I, I understand what he's saying, Gordon. I do. I hear him. But ownership is always in charge. Team owners and general managers are always in charge. And it's it's a rare situation when players like LeBron James want to move and go someplace, like Tom Brady who wants to move and go someplace. And usually it is in a free agent situation. And so when you look at, at the two examples that Draymond Green talked about, while I understand what he's saying, it's, it's, it's not the same. It just isn't. Well, look, I, I think that for Draymond – It's great that the players have more power now than they've had before, especially if you are a player like Draymond, but it's never going to be equal. Nope. It's never going to be that the, it's a perfect partnership 50, 50 all the time. So the reason why people criticize James Harden was obvious. And he even said, yeah, we understand the reason why they, they criticized him. It was obvious, right? He was dogging it. He was out you know, not wearing a mask, doing all these things where he was forcing his way off the team because he had decided on his own, well, I I don't want to be here anymore, so please trade me someplace else. And unfortunately, that's just not the way it works. Now, I, I don't know. I'm not following the Pistons on a day-in, day day-out basis or uh, the Cavaliers on a day-in, day-out basis. I can't imagine that either of those players are upset that the teams are going to move them someplace else, right? The Pistons are the worst team in the Eastern Conference. The Cavaliers aren't a whole lot better. And Blake Griffin, at this point, kind of looks like he's a washed player. Now, maybe he'll go someplace else and become revitalized. But I don't understand really Draymond's point in that it's it's never going to be 50-50. And I don't think that people are criticizing either Blake Griffin or Andre Drummond, certainly not to the level of James Harden, because what Harden did – even by Draymond's own statement, was not fa- it was not right. It was not a right. Th- it was not the just thing to do to the organization that's kind of tried to take care of you every step of the way. Yeah, and I think Draymond's point, Gordon, was, hey, no, it's not their fault, obviously, but if they wanted to, if they were asking for a trade, 
even though in the middle of their contract, then people would be up in arms as opposed to now the team wants them to be traded and is sitting them down saying, listen, you don't even have to play. We'll do you a favor. Sit. (laughs) Well, I'm sure that there is some section of the fan base that if you, if a player comes out and says, I don't want to be here. Yeah. There's going to be a, well, you don't want to be, you don't want to be, we're paying your salary. I, I get that. But I think that it's different based on the situation. Like, I don't know that there are a lot of people that have been critical of Deshaun Watson handling things. I know it's a different sport, but mm-hmm. handling things the way he has done so far. I think that people kind of see his point and see the reason it feels like the owner came to his face and lied to his face. So I think that people are more, far more reasonable in that situation than a different situation like James Harden. So I, I think it kind of depends on the situation. But uh, the, the one that he pointed out about Harden, there's a reason why everybody was critical. He was doing, he was basically stomping his feet and holding his breath to get off the team. And you know what? In the end of the day, it did work. It did work for him. And once again, the other thing, as you mentioned, Gordon, it is obviously individual. It's, it's individually based because very few players could do that. I mean, guess what? Andre Drummond can't stomp on his feet. <laughs> right. He can stomp all his feet all he wants. He's not going anywhere. And Blake Griffin, who hasn't had a decent, hasn't had put a string of decent games to have a decent season since he was jumping over cars at the All-Star game. Uh, you know, like you said, just shot player. He's, he's done. He, he can barely get up and down the court sometimes. So, and, I, and guess what? I don't know who they think that these, who's going to take these guys. Now, there was some talk of maybe Drummond coming to Brooklyn. Uh, you know, so I don't know. I mean, if I'm Brooklyn, do I really want him? Listen, from from a statistical standpoint, what he brings to the team as far as scoring and and a a double-double machine, and for somebody that you need to give you some physicality underneath, yeah, I I might take a a six-month rental on him. But, I mean, I just don't – his salary is is crazy, Gordon. I just don't know. I I don't know who – I don't know who wants these players. Who? What would what would the Nets have to even give up to get them? I mean, like, I think the only way they would be able to get them is if if the Cavaliers just buy them out and let them go be a free agent. Yeah, because I I, I don't. Yeah. I mean, they certainly can't give up any draft picks, right? I mean, nope. <laughs> those are those are pretty much done. There's not a whole lot left on the roster that uh, that is going to be all that appealing. I think to the Cavaliers. Really? Exactly. They already got what they needed from the Nets. They got Jared and, Allen. Yeah, and the salary is, is just another obstacle. You know, I thought when the Pistons traded for Blake Griffin, at the time, I'm like, man, that's a terrible deal. Like, mm-hmm. well, where did the Pistons think? That's the perfect example of some team that's like, you know what? We're not really going anywhere. Let's just try and make, uh, make some sort of splashy move that gives the fan base some, some hope that there's actually some light at the end of the tunnel. I don't know. Was that two years ago now? Three yeah, years ago? So. Whatever three. it was. Yeah, maybe three. It did yeah. not take long for that thing to go sour. No, it didn't. And he was done from L.A. I mean, he was – remember, and you remember he was a prominent name that was coming to the Knicks in exchange for Carmelo Anthony. Oh, God. Thank God it, he didn't do that one, huh? Yeah, and, and, and there was a couple of years that it was like, well, the Knicks will go get Blake Griffin and bring him in charge for Carmelo because, you know, younger, blah, 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 all that other stuff. All right, let's listen to Draymond Green. Here's what he had to say after the game last night. He said, listen, he believes there's a double standard in the NBA. Here's Draymond Green. To watch Andre Drummond before the game sit on the sideline, then go to the back, and then come out in street clothes because a team is going to trade him is bull****. 
because when James Harden asked for a trade and essentially dogged it, no one's going to fight back that James was dogging it his last days in Houston. But he was castrated for one to go to a different team and everybody destroyed that man. And yet a team can come out and say, oh, we want to trade a guy. And then that guy is to go sit. And if he doesn't stay professional, then he's a cancer. And he's not good in someone's locker room. And he's the issue. And we've seen situations of Harrison Barnes getting pulled off the bench. You know, DeMarcus Cousins finding out that he's traded in an interview after the All-Star game. And we continue to let this happen. But I got fined for stating my opinion of what I thought should happen with another player. But teams can come out and continue to say, oh, we're trading guys. We're not playing you. And yet we're to stay professional. And Draymond added that players should be treated fairly. To watch Andre at Drummond some point, before as the players, game. we need to be treated with the same respect and have the same rights that the team can have. Because as a player, you're the worst person in the world when you want a different situation. But a team can say they're trading you, and that man is to stay in shape. He is to stay professional. And if not, his career is on the line. At some point, this league has to protect the players from embarrassment like that. We talk all of this stuff about you can't do this. You can't say that publicly. If you say that publicly, you're fine. Anthony Davis got fined, I think, $100,000 or something like that for demanding a trade publicly. But you can say Andre Drummond is getting traded publicly, and we're looking to trade him publicly, and he's to stay professional and just deal with it. But then when Kyrie Irving say, oh, my mental health is off, Everybody go crazy about that, too. Do you not think that affects someone mentally? As much as we put into this game to be great, to come out here and be in shape, to produce for fans every single night, and most importantly, to help your team win, do you think that doesn't affect someone mentally? But as players, we're told to, ah, no, you can't say that, you can't say this, but teams can? It goes along the same lines of when everyone wants to say, oh, man, that young guy can't figure it out. But no one wants to say the organization can't figure it out. At some point, the players must be respected in these situations, and it's ridiculous, and I'm sick of seeing it. Y'all have a great night. I'll see (laughs) y'all. I hear you, Draymond. Listen, there are (laughs) – I know from being a Knicks fan, I've heard a lot of people say that my the organization that, of the teams that I root for is 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 not doing a great job. They've been criticized roundly. Uh, so once again, I think when you start going into Kyrie, you lose me a little bit, Gordon, because that that's not the reason why Kyrie said he was going through his mental issues. As a matter of fact, he really didn't give an issue as to why it was. But we know that the Nets weren't trying to trade him, so we know that wasn't it. Yeah, it's almost like it dawned on 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 Draymond that there's no loyalty in professional sports, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's always like, wait a second, they can just haul off and trade us wherever they want. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really even know what his point was. To be quite honest, I get what he's saying to, I guess, to a certain degree about players being criticized. But James Harden, what he, you know, there's an agreement made. You, you know, play hard for the organization and we will pay you this ungodly sum of money. It's an agreement that we made together. And if a player decides to dog it, as James Harden did, to force his way off a team that, again, bent over backwards, every chance, anything that James Harden asked for, he got. And then when he decides, you know what, it's not working here, I have to go someplace else. Well, yeah, that breaks what that agreement is. The agreement is that you're going to, you know, stay here and be the superstar that we need you to be. Now, it would be one thing 
in the NFL, I think if Draymond was playing in the NFL, he'd have a far better argument, right? Because no th- those contracts are one-sided. The deal in the NBA, to me, doesn't seem one-sided at all. No, if he was talking about the NFL, that's why it's really hard <laughs> Wait for me. Wait until somebody tells him about that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, listen, they, they'll cut people that sign these long-term contracts for all the money. You hear $190 million, this, that. They'll never see that Ruthless. money. Never. That, never. It's just numbers. Never see that money. And can be cut tomorrow. Absolutely. <laughs> You know, so in that scenario, yes, I, I agree with him a thousand percent. That's why it's really it's hard for me to jump on NFL players, Gordon, because I know the the, phys, the physical nature of the sport, uh, you know, the damage that, that we've seen players who've played the sport and then to not have that ability to say to have no control and no guaranteed contracts. And I understand from a quote business, as I'm using air quotes uh, standpoint, that it would, you know, teams would go broke allegedly if they had guaranteed contracts because of all the injuries. Sure. Sure. Right. Like, like the NFL is printing their own, they got their own printing press with money. uh, They're doing so well. So I, 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 I hear that argument, but the bottom line here is for the NBA, little different when you got guaranteed contracts than it is with the NFL. Right. Now, if, if, they, if the teams were working behind the scenes to get out of the contracts of Blake Griffin or get out of the contract of Andre Drummond and they were expected to stay professional and all these type of things. OK, fine. I think you might have a point, but that's not that's the, the and I would almost feel like if I'm Blake Griffin or Andre Drummond, like don't compare me to what James Harden did. Yeah. Like what he did was was beyond the pale. And, and it's not the first time that it has happened and it won't be the last time either. I mean, think about all the times that there are veteran guys. I remember Jason Kidd. Jason mm-hmm. Kidd, I don't remember what was he playing with the Knicks. Where was he playing before he went to Dallas? He's like, you know what? I needed, I need to get out of this contract so I can go win a championship someplace else. And the team did it. Yeah. So the teams bend over backwards, I think, a lot. But it's never going to be a fifty-fifty deal if that's what he's expecting. I think he's going to be sorely disappointed. No, it's never going to be fifty-fifty. And um, you know, the other thing is from from a media standpoint, which I think is also part of his issue. Uh, listen. Maybe the team should do a better job in just sitting him and not saying we're trying to trade him. I mean, they didn't have to go. Well, they didn't have anyway. to go into media. Yeah, you know, they didn't have to go out in the media and say, "Yeah, well, he's not playing because we're trying to trade him." I mean, you know, they could just make the phone calls and trade him. They don't have to say anything. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not a great shock that uh, b- both Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond can be had for uh, a low, low price. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Chatting with you at 1-800-919-3776. You can also reach the show via Twitter at Hardesty ESPN, at Gordon Damer, at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7FM. I see you, Gordon. Easy. I saw you doing that move over there. That's pretty impressive. Uh, look, you know me. I can break out those dance moves like the best of them. I'm going to hop on the old TikTok after the show tonight. Oh, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to see that. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait to see. I maybe maybe you should TikTok on your way to joining, um, you know, KJZ or or Greeny early in the I, morning. I don't think anybody is ready for that look in the morning. <laughs> Trust me, they're not ready for the look at night either. It's not it's not all that much better, but the the look in the morning is a little rough. The, but no, but that's not true because listen, on your Instagram page there is a. As a matter of fact, there's a picture of you that, that somebody quoted movie star pose. Is that right? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I saw I'm that. not, I'm like, not sure. It must be from several years ago. <laughs> it was the time that I met, I met up with that FX, uh, that special effects artist. <laughs> they broke out the latex. <laughs> 
You're too hard on yourself. one 800 Anthony in the Bronx, start us off on ESPN New York tonight. What's up, guys? How y'all doing? Hey, Anthony. Hello? Yeah, yeah. what's up, Ant? All right, how y'all doing, guys? Good, good. All right, I, I just wanted to touch real quick. Um, I think Draymond Green has lost sight of who's the employee and who's the employer. Yeah, go ahead, Anthony. Yeah, and, um, you know, these guys are getting paid this money, and, and he just acts like, I think he just has it confused, you know, to sound like that and to see what James Harden did, the way he did that. And then for, for the owners, you know, to these guys. And for him to act like that, I, I just really think he lost sight of who's the employee and who's the employer here. That's all. Have a good night, fellas. All right, Anthony, thanks for checking in. Well, I'll say this. I just think he, if he was in court, Gordon, he didn't use the best witnesses for his case. I, you, <laughs> no. You, you can't use no. James Harden in that discussion. Okay, you can't because and then acknowledge that, you know, what? well, you know, he we, we saw what he did once again. I get his point of from a media, how it looks to the fan standpoint. There is a difference how you pick on James Harden and how you picked on. And, and now but these the, the team wants to trade these guys and nobody says anything. Got it. But here's the thing. They can do that. That's part of this because they're the employer. You're the employee. So, unfortunately, Draymond, that's the way it goes. Is it fair all the time? No. But I don't know what he expects the fourth estate, Gordon, to do as far as what did he say. So, we're, the media is supposed to say, look at look at what the – oh, man, this is terrible what the what those teams are doing to these guys, just to, just embarrassing them that way. Well, maybe maybe that's another story. That's another issue. But you can't you can't put James Harden in that argument. And I would just say for Draymond, I would just take a look at the track record of players demanding trades. It it works out pretty well for them, right? Like you might not like the way you get to the agreement or get to the the deal that you you wanted, but James Harden was thankful to the Rockets for for the way. I mean, that's what he said in the interview with Rachel Nichols. He was thankful that they didn't have to trade me where I wanted to go, but they did. Like he he mentioned uh, Anthony Davis, right? Anthony mm-hmm. Davis he requested a trade. Yes, he got fined because you're not you know the CBA you're not allowed to request a trade or demand a trade or whatnot. So he was fined for that reason, or I think it was because he did it publicly, whatever. But he got what he wanted. He got to L.A. So I mean the the, the track record of players demanding trades has turned out pretty well. Now, Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond are not demanding trades, but I think both would probably welcome them at this point. Yeah, I agree with you. And the other side of that, Gordon, though, is, yes, it works out pretty well for you, provided the team where you want to go has the assets to make the team you're leaving happy. And so clearly what Houston got, well, they've got draft choices for, what, the next decade? <laughs> yes. They've got a lot of net picks. They've got a lot. They've, they've got a lot of folks. They've got a lot of potential young players that they can go with to supplement what they have with John Wall and Oladipo. I don't know if Oladipo is going to be there at the end of the year because he's a free agent. But, you know, you got John Wall. So, so, you know, when the deal works out for, once again, the employer – uh, then, yeah, they'll trade you. If it doesn't work out, they would let him – listen, they'll let him sit and get fat. <laughs> Turn. I, I mean, there's worse fates in the world than having Blake Griffin sit out a few games while – I mean, he's still getting paid. I, I, I just don't understand 
um, the the cases, as you yeah. said, the, the the examples that he took to make this argument, I don't really understand what the point of his argument was. Cullum's in the Bronx. Hey, Cullum, you're next on 98.7. Larry Gordon, good evening. Um, I agree with you guys' point. And, like, the only people who have the ability to do whatever they want, whenever they want, are the top, top players in the league. LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry. They can dictate who they go to, how their contract. But other players that are in that, in that tier of top guys, they need to put it in their contract. If you're going to get your rookie deal and after your rookie deal you want to sign that mega contract that's five years long, put it in your deal that says, hey, in three, four years, if, you, if this organization made mistakes, didn't get the right guys, and we're missing the playoffs and I'm playing my heart out, you need to now either trade me or get me out of this contract because I want to put that in as a clause. And if they don't do that, it's just it's a matter of this is your contract and you signed it. So they can do whatever you want, whatever they want. It's, 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 it's the right of a – you did what you did. You signed the contract. Put it in there beforehand, and then, and then it's all good. Yeah, I hear you, Cullen. Thanks for the phone call. So you you want a stipulation in there. And listen, Gordon, I'm sure some players could probably get that stipulation in the contract, but not most players are going to be able to get that done. And you know what would be interesting is if Draymond could find – he has all these examples. It would be interesting if he could find an example of a player who was traded who had come out and said, no, 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 I don't want to get traded. I want to stay here. I want to be here. Now, I'm sure there are some guys like that. But far more, there's far more examples of guys demanding trades out of town and eventually getting them. And that, yeah, it is. And sometimes, Gordon, it's because, and it's funny, but it's because, speaking of contracts, okay, the team that was here when I signed this contract now is not the same team that's here, and I want out. Because it's almost like they're saying, Here's what James Harden is saying, Gordon. You reneged, okay? I, I asked for this player. You got him. I asked for this player. You got him now. You got rid of my coach. You got rid of the players. So this is not the same team that I agreed to sign the contract for for X amount of seasons. So I, I, I don't want to live up to my contract now. So maybe that fine print has got to be put in there. Because, I, once again, that's not going to change. That's not up to you. Yeah. And look, the other the other side of it is there, too. Like how many times have we seen players that, you know, the, the contract gets offered to them and they got to take the contract. And then a couple of years in, they're like, you know what? I want I got the money that's locked in. Now get me out of here because I got to go someplace else because this is just not working. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It, it's uh, you're never happy <laughs> in a lot of cases. You're never happy where you go. Johnson Freehold. Hey, John, you're next on 98.7. Hey, Larry Gordon. How you doing, guys? Hey, John. Disappointed tonight, guys. No Nick game to watch. Well, you got you, you get you get to take a breather, John, to get ready for tomorrow night. You know, it, it, it's really something how we look forward to these games and we miss them when they're not on, uh, guys. You know, tomorrow night they have an opportunity to go to, down to Orlando and uh, get the 500, and that's a game they should definitely win the way they've been playing right now and the attitude they've had. And, you know, Vukovic and Terrence Ross are two Nick killers that have killed them over the years that they got to be careful with tomorrow night. They can't let their guard down, and they got to be very aggressive, and they got to go get that game and get to 500. And um, like I said before, guys, I just want this team to put their head down, keep working hard, be humble, and continue to, to develop. And I just want to have them have another strong draft next year over the summer 
and then uh, do what they have to do to enhance the roster as it comes. I know, I know the three big names that have been mentioned, of course, have been Bradley Beal, and he's going to be too rich for the Knicks' blood. They can't make a deal like that and give up what Washington is going to want in return. That's a deal they have to turn away from and, and not entertain. And I told you, Victor Oladipo is always hurt. I'm not a fan of his game anyway. And he's, a, he's an unrestricted free agent over the summer, so if they love him that much, they could bring him in for money and you don't have to forfeit any assets. And the same with Zach Levine, who you wait two seasons for if you really like him, and then you sign him as a free agent with not forfeiting any assets. And don't forget, there's going to be players, guys, that we don't see right now that are going to become available over the summer because if this Nick team keeps playing the way they're playing right now, they're going to draw a lot of attention, a lot of interest from the, the, around the league, and New York's going to become a destination. You saw There's a no couple of years ago that, what happened when Kemba, right. Walker, when Kemba Walker was unhappy in Charlotte, and he left Charlotte uh, for less money to go play for the Boston Celtics because he wanted to put himself in a winning situation. The same's going to hold true with the Knicks. You're going to have guys that are going to be opting out over the summer that aren't readily available at the moment right now as we're, see- as we're speaking. You're absolutely and right, John. Got to run up against the clock. Thanks for the phone call. Yeah, and, and that's what you want. That, that is what the Nets were able to do. And we go back, we talk about, uh, you know, D'Angelo Russell and that team of a couple of years ago with Spencer Dinwiddie and Karis LeVert and what they were able to do. And that's what the Kyrie Irvings and the, you know, Kevin Durant said they really, really loved about this team, and they loved the way Coach uh, Kenny Atkinson was running things until they got here, and then t- t- <laughs> told Teddy, told Kenny Atkinson bye. At one eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six, also via Twitter at Hardesty ESPN at Gordon Damer at ESPN NY ninety eight underscore seven FM. We've been chatting about Draymond Green's comments. Also, some folks weighing in about the Knicks and Rangers and. Gordon, we'll talk a little baseball in a couple of minutes because spring training starts tomorrow, pitchers and catchers reporting. And I just have to tell you, I'm watching the net game. And Gordon, I was just tortured by TNT. How's that? They just showed pictures of the Bahamas right now. Oh, why'd they do that? Jerks. Beautiful, clear water, Gordon. Beaches, sun, people having cookouts. I mean, obviously it was pre-recorded because, you know, nobody's doing that now No, <laughs> with, with COVID. So it's like you're looking at it and you're like, I can't even go there. <laughs> I can't even go on the plane and go there. I'd be afraid. I'd be afraid to get on there and go. And you I, were I, upset for me teasing you last night about the uh, the Cheesecake Factory. Here, here you got you oh. you're looking at the TV, looking for a little Nets action, and uh, that's what you got. Uh, people are just picking on me this week. I don't know what's going on. And, and the week is early. Yeah, and then you get the snow. <laughs> don't worry. It's coming oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's good. It's just, just <laughs> get that complete. shovel. Oh, Bend yeah, at the I knees, know. Larry. And the back. The Ouch. back, yeah. Watch the back. Watch the, watch the back. Bend at the knees and yeah. – and, uh, The whole body involved. And and go to the store and get the snowblower repaired. Yes. <laughs> you need that. Yes, I do. I wish I had gotten it repaired. It's sitting in the garage like uh, – Well, that's how you know it's going to – like when you have it ready to go, like there was a joke. My father-in-law bought this brand new one. And it, I mean, like it's like it's like a car. This thing, it's got heated handle. It's got everything. Didn't snow for like two years because he bought this thing. So when you're all ready for the snow, you're all prepared. That's when it doesn't snow. So I blame the snow on you. Clearly, that's the if you had had that thing fixed, that storm would have went off to sea, and we would not even be impacted in any way. Well, I'm happy to make the announcement that there'll be no snow for the next two years after this year. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to that. Back to the phones, Gordon. Robbie's in Massachusetts. Hey, Robbie, you're next on 98.7. 
Hey, Larry. Hey, Gordon. How are you this evening? Um, I guess I don't want to yell anymore because I yelled enough listening to uh, to Dave and to uh, Donnie on the uh, call. Um, I just want to say something positive. I'm glad to see relevant Nick basketball. So as a guy who saw the last championship in 1973, I am glad to uh, see relevant Nick basketball. Hopefully it continues. About the Rangers, a couple of points. <clears throat> no Panarin, no Filipino. Now no Jacob Truba, and obviously no Keandre Miller tonight. This team is not deep right now, and we know that. Guys, this team never possesses the puck. And in an NHL, which is overzealous with power plays, with the two-referee system, how in the world do you not get and draw a penalty tonight? It's disgraceful. This is a putrid job by David Quinn in the third period. I'm sorry. You lose a game, fine, and I don't take anything away from what the Devils did. They played very well. But you cannot do this. You cannot go out when you score a goal at the end of the third period, come out and play a putrid third period. It's inexcusable. And the question is, why are these guys playing like this? I know there's no crowd, but it's, it's the same thing for every team. But, I mean, when you have uh, Mika Zibanejad with one goal on the season, he does not look the same, guys. You have not enough players on this team that are proven. And we talked about this before. I don't know what the answer is, but you got to get healthy at this point. I mean, and Larry, you and I talked about this specifically about growing pains. We've talked about this the last few years. But you know what? I've seen enough of some of these guys to know that they're not NHL players, okay? Now, Alexei Lafreniere, we don't know about him yet, all right? We don't know about Capo Caco, who's pretty good tonight. But my feelings are like, what do you think so far? And what's the problem? Like, I know they're missing players, but what is the problem with this team? Do we have enough? We don't have any idea of what these guys are like so i mean i just want to get your overall opinion and uh maybe they need a veteran player to come in maybe they need to trade some of the shoes for just an established veteran guy that can score anyway thanks for the time guys i appreciate all right robbie thanks now i'm I'm not going to uh do it i'm not going to sit here and pretend i'm don lagreca but just from watching them they just seem to have they seem to just not play well in the third period the third period is just not good for them I mean, look at tonight. First of all, tonight, the Devils came out like they were, you know, I know they hadn't played in two weeks, and they were, boy, they were ready to go. They came out like, wee, we're on the ice again. And they just, they just, the Rangers were on their heels just from what I'm watching. And then, you know, they scored, and the Rangers scored, and they scored, and the Rangers scored. But it just seems as though there are key moments in games where the Rangers make mistakes right in front of their net, and Teams capitalize and put the puck past whoever the goaltender is. So I don't know whether it's he needs to shake up the lines. I don't know what he needs to do. But I'm confident that with J.D. in the front office, John Davidson, they will get it squared away, Gordon. Well, let's hope so. I mean, things are getting – I mean, it was a couple of weeks ago where people were calling up saying about trades this, trades that, and, and I think we both were like, well, you know, let's let the season play out a little bit. But, you know, see, season is playing out, and it's not playing out well. So I, I, I would be the last person to tell you what the Rangers need. But when I'm sitting there as the novice that I am and I can see it coming from a mile away what's going to happen in the third period, then I have to assume the Rangers know that too. Absolutely. Tommy's in the Bronx. Hey, Tommy, you're next on 98.7. Hey, what's going on, Larry and Gordon? Um, I just want to know, like, are the Knicks title contenders already that they're rushing to get all these players that I feel are not really going to do anything spectacular? Like, what, what's, what's up with the Knicks? Like, we, we, we can't we, – we already feel that we're a title contender. And honestly, I don't know why I feel that – R.J. Barrett is going to be a superstar, and I'm hearing his name in some of these trade rumors. And then one last thing. We're in this generation where, like, 
people want credit for things that they're supposed to do. That's what, like, Chris Rock said, like, you know, like, hey, I'm a good father. You're supposed to be a good father. You're a basketball player. You're getting paid to play basketball. Poor little basketball player. I'm getting paid millions. Like, tell that to the person that goes to work for $10 an hour. And that's all I have. I'm sorry. All right, Tommy. Uh, well, look, I would agree with Tommy. I, I did not get – I did not see the tweet that this is the last year of the NBA. Like, is, is it getting to disband? I keep hearing – I was listening today where they, they were talking uh, on the K show about, well, they, you know, the Knicks need a, t- a, 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 a trade that can put them over the top. Over the top? They, this is like the first full year of the rebuild. I know that Barrett was here last year. Mitchell Robinson was here last year. But this is the first year with the new coaches. This is the first full year with the new front office. It, I, I keep going back to the same analogy. Like, you finally are starting to lose some weight. And, like, a week in, you're looking for washboard abs. You know, like, <laughs> it takes a little while, right? I mean, you got, let's just stay the course. Let's see how things play out. I feel like there's too much positivity. I'm so worried they're going to now go out after all the good things we said about them and lose to the Magic tomorrow night. Like, I'm just expecting that. Yeah. So let's see how it plays out. Let's, let's, I don't know. Let's let it breathe for a little bit. Thanks for the phone call, Tommy. I think, Gordon, the issue is that they started out, the regime started out by trying to get Chris Paul, who is, uh, you know, who's having a great season, you know, with Phoenix. But 36-year-old point guard, and the whole thing was, okay, why do we want him at 36 and 40 million a year? Then it was Russell Westbrook. And to be honest, I could understand that you wanted a veteran scorer, and that's what you were looking for, somebody to work along with Julius Randle. And I'm happy they did not make the trade for uh, Russell Westbrook or for uh, Chris Paul because it would have taken some of this young talent that you have. And so I think sometimes there's an old saying, Gordon, the best trade, sometimes the best trade you make is the one you don't make. And so right now, listen, you've made a move. You brought in Derrick Rose. That seems to have responded. Now, if I'm the Nick front office, I got it. I want to be relevant. I want to be, I want to move. I want to make sure I get into the playoffs. Okay, let's wait and see where you are. See where you are come the trade deadline. Maybe you may not have to make any deals. And I got it. I know that there's teams behind you that you think are going to be better. We talked about that, Gordon. I know Miami's mm-hmm. behind you. Yep, Miami was in, the, was in the championship last year. So you know they're, going, they're probably not going to stay the way they are. But who's to say that some of the teams who are up won't make a move and drop down? It changes all the time in, 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 in sports where teams that are up last year, okay, they have an injury. And in this with COVID and games starting to be rescheduled and now teams playing back-to-back games in certain situations, you just don't know. For me... Listen, it's going to take too much for you to get Bradley Beal. Would I love to have Bradley Beal on this team, Gordon? Of course. Absolutely. Of course. Who wouldn't? Absolutely. But not at at taking three number ones. I'm still rooting for Dallas to go through a hardship so I could get one of them. I'm rooting for a lottery pick for Dallas. I'm hoping Porzingis gets hurt again. So he well, can miss some games. Look, that's not really going out on a limb there. <laughs> I mean, if it's been a couple of days since he's had something. He's, you know, it's like the bus coming down the line. If, you, if, if there's not one there now, there's probably going to be one down the road in a couple of minutes. But, I mean, I go back to the, like, you had Chris Paul. That was a name that was mentioned. The, Re, the, the uh, Russell Westbrook was a name that was mentioned. You didn't make those deals. And look what came along. Derrick Rose. And considering the cost of what Derrick Rose cost to get you, I think we're all very happy with that deal that that came about. And he has had an immediate impact with this team. So, 
look, I don't think Bradley Beal is getting traded anyway, but just for argument's sake, the Bradley Beals, the uh, the, the kid in Chicago. Um, Zach Levine. Zach Levine. If you make that, if you make those deals, then you are out of the future deal. Like, you don't know. Once you give away the assets, you don't know what you could have had to use the assets elsewhere on. So I would say you are not at the point where one guy is putting you over the top. So if you're not at that stage right now, let's let things play out. Let's let things go. Things are going along good. Let's just slow and steady it for a little bit, can we? Yeah, we sure can. And listen, and and Chicago needs Zach Levine. They're not trading him. They're not going anywhere if they trade him. And if they trade him, they're looking for a lot of stuff. Listen, I'll wait till he's a free agent. Okay, I don't need him right now. I'm okay with what I have because I'm because I I look in the mirror when if I'm the Knicks and I look in the mirror, I don't see Milwaukee, I don't see the Lakers, I don't see the Clippers. I see a young Nick team that's growing and getting better game by game, making sure and listening to the coaching staff, which is doing a tremendous job, and that's where I am right now. Okay, in another month, Gordon, I may have to reevaluate it. But for right now, up until I get to the trade deadline, I'm not making any moves. I don't care about anybody. Let me just play the games I'm playing. I'm in a a stretch now where I've got winnable games. I now have a Saturday off because of the situation with COVID-19 in the Spurs. So I've got an extra day, an extra day. Guess what? I got film session. I can go back and make my kids, these young players, even better by working on some things that we're messing up on. So take the opportunity to get better, and then, you know, we'll reevaluate the come trade deadline. Right. I mean, it's, it's not like the trade deadline is in a week. Exactly. That, that's another thing. Yeah. We got time. Gordon, I'm looking at these uh, Phoenix alternative uniforms, and the front of the uniform looks like a pattern from Pac-Man of the 80s. The color. I mean, every the single night. You, could, you should be able to go on FanDuel and just pick whatever <laughs> the colors you think it's going to be. I mean, every team. There's no, there's no, there's no color base for any team anymore. No, and Miami has just blown me oh away. Oh my God! <laughs> you put those on the screen too long, it burns into the the screen, the actual screen. You change the channel, you you, can't, you still see the, the the jerseys. Oh, it's just it's a, and I understand the whole alternative jersey. I understand for fans who want to buy the, I got it, I got it. But I'm just like, woo, some of these designs, woo. Oh my! It almost feels like the the person who designed the jerseys told the Phoenix Suns, "Like we'll throw in an extra color for free." <laughs> <laughs> like there's one too many colors on those jerseys. It's like, listen, we we did the court this way, and look how great it looks. So let's do the uniform so they correspond with the court. Yeah, look at the face. There's one too many the... colors on those. There's purple, there's yellow, there's orange. It's almost like a Rorschach test. Like, what do you see in the jerseys? <laughs> and then we got players with, there's a player with yellow sneakers. Ooh, that's a, woo, that's a bit much. That's a bit much. I got to adjust my, my, my color. The Nets on, are on, on the set. opposite end. They're just the black and the white, and there you go. Away you go. The, yeah, the Suns tonight, are making up for the, the color discrepancy there. Absolutely. By the way, Suns up by 17. But, uh, you know, once again, no Kyrie Irving, no Kevin Durant for Brooklyn. Back to the phones. Trey's in Brooklyn, Texas. Joins us next on 98.7. Hey, Trey. Hey, you know, speaking about those uniforms, fellas, oddly enough, the Knicks – Alternative, the alternate uniform isn't that bad. The one, the black one that says the city never sleeps around the, around the number. Not a bad yes. jersey. Not yes. bad. Better than the orange one they used to have. It meant that uh, man, Woody got you know Woody got rid of those orange. Thank you, Woody. 
That was Woody that did that. Woody Dan went on a real bad losing streak, and Woody's and they could. I think they were wearing them on Sunday, like the Lakers wear the white on Sunday, mm-hmm. and they were wearing them things on Sunday, and they had lost. They had lost like three or four games on Sundays, man. And Woody was like, "That's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's it." Yep. Oh yeah. <laughs> nah, you know this this uh, this Draymond Green thing is 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 man. You're always gonna have this ownership player thing. That's always gonna be there, you know. Draymond, I, I mean, if you're mad now, you would have really hated the '80s. Yeah, you would have real, you would have really, really hated the '80s, you know. So, I mean, they got they got a lot of power now, and I understand what he's saying that you know how to you know ownership always gets a pass and they always get a pat on their back for making moves, saying it's for the organization. I get it, you know. I remember hearing a story that Monte Ellis, when he got traded from Golden State to Dallas. Monte Ellis said he found out on Sports Center that he got traded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on the, on the crawl. Look at the crawl at the so, bottom of the screen. At the, at, on the crawl, yeah, that's how he found out he got traded. Same you know? thing with Demarcus Cousins, I mean, Trey. Does he? He found out he got traded on the crawl too. Yeah, you see. So I understand. I understand where the vitriol comes from some of the players, man. That that feel like they're wronged by the organization, or they feel like they, you know, they they deserve more because it's true, Larry. When these guys do their little uh, summer tours or whirlwind tours, when they're free agents, we talk bad about them. We talk bad about them. All these players are greedy, they're selfish, they're this, they're that. Nobody ever says anything about the organization when they do. No, they don't. I don't know if that's true. I mean, I, when when organizations are dysfunctional, and I think he was kind of hitting on that with the part about uh, you know the, 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 the organization fails the player – I think we kind of crush organization. I mean, we certainly crush well, the Knicks. Well, no, well, well, that, there's a difference to me, and I, I agree with you, Gordon. But there's a difference to me because we—it's easy to pull out the, the 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 organizations that are dysfunctional, the Knicks, the Clippers, like you know those, you know those in 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 the Mets in in baseball, the same thing. Like you see dysfunction, and then you, it's easy to point out and it's easy to talk about. But I, but there's other organizations that do shady stuff all the time, and oh, they sure. never get caught to the court. You know what I mean, and that, that's that's what I was saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so, but so I agree with Draymond, man. And I, you know, I think they could have picked a better subject. You know, Andre Drummond is like the best player to kind of use for this. You know what I'm saying? But I, but I, but I feel what he was saying. I felt. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, this is not going to change, Larry Gordon. This is not going to change. The owners are sitting back. They're like, yeah, whatever. You start your own league. You need I, well, I think that the, you need. I, I don't know. I, I feel like the owners, at least in the NBA, are far more willing to listen. And I feel like sometimes the, the demand, like the, the Harden one, he stomped his feet, he held his breath, and he got exactly what he wanted. So I feel like Let the owners in the you. NBA are at least open to moving guys. Now, it has to benefit the team, right? They're not just going to give guys away. But I was, I was just about to say that, yeah. It ha- it's going to have to benefit the team. Dude, let, let me and I know I don't living in a different era and all of that, right? Let me ask you a question: If James Harden tried that in 1987, what happened? Oh, of course, no, of course not, no, absolutely. No, I just wanted to know your opinion on yeah, what, no, what absolutely. Would happen. Even in '97, <laughs> even in '97, he couldn't have done it. Maybe even <laughs> exactly. in 2007. But possibly, yeah, 2000. I mean, that's 14 years ago now, so it's a while. Yeah. No, it's it's different. There's no question about it. They're they're gaining, and I just think 
Trey, and thanks for the phone call. I just think it, it's it's an intriguing conversation because it really addresses when you look and see, yes, there are some players who have that leverage. Okay, LeBron's got that leverage. We saw that James Harden has that leverage. But th- that's that's half of the top 1%. Yeah, it's very, very Of small. the NBA can do that. Other players just can't sit there and say, you know, I'm not playing. You know what? I want out of here. I mean, listen. I, they just can't do it. And so, you know, while while we look at it bec- and it jumps out at us, Gordon, because it is usually a big-time player. And so you say, wow, because they have the leverage. They have the leverage of the guaranteed money, right? And it's like, okay, listen, you can keep paying me. You can keep paying me for not playing. I'm not playing. So you can just keep paying me if you want because my money is guaranteed. Well, well, you know, we get some fines. We can do some other stuff. We can do this. Well, I'm not trying to get into all that. Okay, we'll try to make a deal. And once again, in the net situation, Houston got hooked up. They, they, they made a deal that was beneficial for them. A, they got him out of there because he didn't want to be there. Plus, they've got some draft choices, and they were able to, you know, the, Cleveland was able to get some players because it was a, ends up being a three-team deal. So, you know, it worked out. But, you know, everybody can't do that. So, listen, players in the NBA, don't think that everybody can stomp their feet and hold their breath and think, okay, I'm out. No, 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 no. Star treatment for a reason. you got to be a star. That's right. That's right. And let's face it. All players aren't treated equal. I don't care what sport you play or what level. All players are not treated equal. High school, college, Absolutely. all players all players are not treated equal. There's some players who can who get away with stuff that you can't get away with. It, it's, it's always that way. That's, so, that's life. Yeah. It's not just sports. That's life. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Daniels in Queens. Hey, Daniel, you're next on 98.7. Yo, Larry, what's up, man? What's up, Daniel? Yo, no, I appreciate you guys having me, man. Listen, man, the Knicks are giving me a headache right now, bro, with this Why? trade for Bradley Beal. Listen, Bradley Beal is a nice player, but come on, man. Are we going to be in um, the Bucks or the Nets, any of these teams, the Sixers, if we trade for Bradley Beal? I think it's going to be a big mess, bro. I think it's a big mess. If It'll be a big mistake. No, I okay, mean, Daniel. You know, let me know what you guys think. All right, Daniel. Thanks for the phone call. Listen, it would be, it would probably be a mistake now because, as we've said, what you'd have to give up to get him. So it would probably be a mistake now. Talent wise, it's not a mistake. But what you'd have to give up for him, it would be. And then Gordon, you're 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 set with you're left with him being Julius Randle because clearly Julius Randle is going to have to be part of that deal. For the money alone, he's going to have to be part of that deal. What was the mistake? of the Carmelo Anthony trade. It was packaging all this, all these assets for a guy who was going to be a free agent down the road. Now, this it's not a, a direct uh, comparison because Beal is, is signed. But when you package all those things to get a guy and then you're bringing it into to a situation where you've, you've given up all this talent, he's, he's kind of a, a man on an island, what do you expect is going to happen? It's, he's going to be in the same situation, maybe a little bit better than he is in Washington because they're so bad, but it's not – the point of bringing in more talent is to elevate the wins and losses of the team. If you're getting rid of a big amount of talent or a big amount of assets, future assets, to bring in one guy who, again, he's not going to put the Knicks over the top or even close to the top, I don't think, then what's the point of that deal at this point? It's also there to help elevate the talent you have. 
Right. So, but if you're if you're yeah. moving a lot of right, if you're moving the guy who we're all talking about maybe being an all-star in the process, it's kind of a lateral move. <laughs> yeah, it is. You're trade you, you know, you're doing the same thing. No, once again, and listen, here's the thing that Nick fans should enjoy, right? And Daniel, it shouldn't be a headache to you. It should be enjoyment. It should be that wow, my team is that good. My team is playing that well right now that they're even entertaining that Bradley Beal's name is even being mentioned coming to the Knicks. That wouldn't have been last year. That wouldn't have been the year before. It would have been the past five years. Nobody would have been talking about, oh, maybe Bradley Beal will go to the Knicks. Are you kidding? People were like, don't associate my name with the Knicks. As a matter of fact, I don't even want to talk to them. <laughs> I'm a free agent. Don't, I'm not, don't answer the call for them. I'm not going. So at least your team is playing well enough that, because of changes in the front office, because of changes on the court, Gordon, at least there's some positivity about this Nick team, which is something that we haven't had in a while. And what was the concern when Leon Rose came here? It was that, well, this guy, he's an agent. He's just going to try and swing for the fences in free agency. He's just going to sign guys in free agency. He's not going to build the rest of the team. They're building the rest of the team. Now, if it turns out that Leon Rose, is, as a former agent, does – Certainly, he's going to have a better chance of getting in the room than the previous regimes with the Knicks. If he does actually have some sway in getting some free agents to come here based on not just his own abilities, but the fact that the team is actually seeming like it's pointed in the right direction, well, that's another huge plus and another reason why let's not make deals and trade away all these things if there is a possibility of adding free agents after this year and then supplementing the team rather than saying, you know what? Let's just get from six to four this year with Bradley Beal and give up future picks and, and players and everything else to do it right now. Because let's face it, free agents want to come to a team to be the final product on that team. They don't want to come to the team and have to do all the work. They want to come to a team that's established and, okay, I get to play with A, B, and C. I don't want to come there and look around and like, tag, I got to do all the work myself. That's not how free agency goes now. Because it, even if they want to, even if you're offering the most money, Gordon, they don't want to do all the work anymore. They want to have something there where not only am I getting paid, but I'm also having a chance to win and play in the postseason. Yeah. And I, look, I, I just think that with the, the, the strides that they have made so far in just the short period of time this year to start thinking about blockbuster deals at this point, I do feel like they probably do want to add talent in the short term, but I just feel like trying to swing for the fences at this point is is just getting a little too greedy, a little too fast. And let's see how this comes together because it's coming together pretty good. Looks pretty good right now for us. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. 